Hare Krishna. That is what happens on the front line. <laughs> Sometimes things do not work. We, and, but you can never give up. And then eventually uh, you pull through the obstacles. That's a principle uh, that is always there. Like today here, we were really running around to uh, get the internet going and it was difficult, but finally, uh, when we did not give up, uh, we could uh, be successful to put this now on the, uh, and, and be with you together. I think this is one thing which I observed when Prabhupada was on the front line of preaching. He would just not give up, but he would continue. And uh, finally, with Krishna's mercy, he was always successful. So I would like to start immediately with uh, uh, talking about what I saw Prabhupada doing on the front lines of preaching and uh, I think it is quite uh, interesting. I would just ask Krishna, mm, there's something blinking here, is this uh, something we must take mm -hmm. care of? Yeah. No, it's good, fine. Namaum Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Shemata Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nitinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavari Paskatyade Shatarine Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhara Shivasadi Gaur Bhakta Vrinda When we hear how Srila Prabhupada acted in spreading uh, Krishna consciousness, we are forced to ask, where did he get this energy from? Where did he get this confidence from? Once Srila Prabhupada was asked this very question, you are spreading Krishna consciousness and you are uh, uh, correcting the theologists, the scientists, the socialists. You are uh, taking on the whole world, even if uh, they are opposed to you. You are always uh, standing up to all the arguments. And then Prabhupada said, how can I believe them? when they say there is no Krishna. When I, uh, when I see Krishna with my very eyes every day. <laughs> so he was fully Krishna conscious. He had darshan of Krishna. And therefore he was able to face all uh, obstacles uh, because he was sheltered by Krishna. Someone who has a, a glorious master whom he serves is always sheltered by that master. 
I could see this the when I saw Prabhupada uh, the first time. It was in London when we had a temple in the Bury Street. After the lecture, we would all go down to the. And there were some. Uh, there was a big room right after under the temple and take our prasadam. And uh, during this time, no one was in the temple. This was Prabhupada's time with Krishna. He would go alone in the temple, we would eat prasadam, and he would be there uh, all by himself. So once I did not go down to take prasadam, but I looked um, through the slightly open temple I opened it and I saw what Prabhupada did when he was alone in the temple room. He stood before Radha London Ishvara and he prayed to the deities intently. A servant who goes out into the front lines to serve needs to have a backing. Uh, and Prabhupada found that backing or had that backup, that support in a, a Krishna. He prayed often to Krishna. We all have heard about a big obstacle in Prabhupada's preaching um, that was when he was building the Juhu temple and uh, uh, there was some mafia also uh, attempt to break down the temple. They were actually uh, successful to build down the first construction of the temple. It was like a shed. And Srila Prabhupada rose to the occasion and he, he, he prayed to the deities and said, I have promised you a temple. Please uh, make my promise uh, fruitful. This mood of Prabhupada, which we see on the front line, to, to take always shelter in Krishna, is there throughout his uh, manifest Leela, the time when he was with us. I want to uh, say uh, there was just something in my mind. Yes, when he came, uh, from India to America, he wrote this beautiful arrival prayer and he said, my Lord, I am a puppet in your hand. Now make me dance, make me dance as you please. See, this is uh, uh, Prabhupada's uh, source of strength his being a puppet in the hand of his glorious master. Srila um, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and Krishna. And that's why he could take on any obstacle which happened in the front line of his preaching work. Sometimes the obstacles were so great that Prabhupada said, uh, they crucified Jesus Christ uh, I'm lucky that I'm not yet crucified. Uh, can you imagine? Uh, there uh, uh, were so many things which Prabhupada 
encountered in the, in the front line of preaching. And he could overcome all of them because of being sheltered. I remember we invited him once to uh, Sweden and we, we had uh, a big equipment, uh, sound equipment for the stage, nice loudspeakers and microphones and so on. And we uh, did public programs in Sweden. The Prabhupada flew over from England to give them. As far as I remember, our first public program was a relatively small program. It was in the University of Uppsala. And Srila Prabhupada spoke about the four orders of society, the four divisions, Brahmanas, Chatriyas, Vaishas, Sutras. Now, in the midst of his talk, one very belligerent, aggressive student rose up from the audience. I remember he was like 10 meters behind me. And he began to shout at Srila Prabhupada. He said, so uh, you are thinking, you are a first class man, a Brahmana, who can order all of the other people around. He was really aggressive. I mean, he was of a strong build. He stood up and he shouted at Srila Prabhupada. And Srila Prabhupada answered famously, no, I'm the servant even of the lowest uh, class of men. I'm the servant. I do not think I'm superior. Still, the man was so aggressive. He was obviously, he was, when, when he spoke, he spoke clearly. But, so he was not mentally deranged, but the anger which he felt totally took control over him. And therefore, yes, he, he was dangerous. So when we walked down this staircase with Srila Prabhupada, we, I remember we all surrounded him like a circle to protect him from any, any wild aggression from that man. But Prabhupada was a fighter. He was not at all disturbed, really like a swan. He uh, said, it is our duty to disturb the envious. <laughs> Fought a caliber of uh, strength. Then we had our next program in the capital town of Sweden, Stockholm. And uh, there were a series of public programs one after the other. Uh, we would go out uh, in the mornings and do kirtan and uh, huge kirtan. We had like, I think above 100 devotees minimum we chanted. Some of you were with us in Sweden one of the uh, preceding years, possibly three or four years back. And we did kirtan in the in the same streets where we did Kirtan when Prabhupada 
was in Stockholm. A wonderful audience for Kirtan. You might remember the Swedish people were very interested. They stood around, they applauded, they were very nice. Uh, so we, in this climate, it was always very nice. And, and the Swedes were very interested in spirituality. So they came to the public program. And Purport felt so encouraged about the, let us say, receptivity of the people that he sang Samsara Dhavana, the whole prayers of the, to the spiritual master, uh, and uh, uh, explained them in great detail, how the spiritual master is like a, a cloud that draws um, uh, 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 water from the ocean in the same way the spiritual master draws knowledge from the uh, ocean of the Vedic tradition and he distributes it like the cloud will distribute freely its rain. It was a beautiful lecture. You can find it um, in, in the book Festivals with Srila Prabhupada. And uh, uh, then he felt so inspired. Now, now, then, the, then his part was over. You know, we had a program first, bhajans, then lecture, then um, big kirtan where everyone could join in, and then prasadam. So, Prabhupada had just finished his lecture part uh, on he uh, on the on samsara davana, the meaning of it, and now we came to Prabhupada. Uh, this part of the program is over. We will now do the big kirtan and then distribute prasadam. So you may, you may uh, move on. Prabhupada said no. He stayed on his seat uh, and he addressed this full hall, saying that, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I'm very honored to present Krishna consciousness to you, something like this. I will sing another song now to you and explain it to you. And then he sang the Chintamani prayers. It's a long prayer, very lengthy. And then he, of course, you know these prayers. The original, they were sung by Lord Brahma in worship of Lord Govinda. Two of them we hear every morning uh, when we open the curtain for the darshan uh, around 7.15 or so. But it's many, many prayers. I think 40 or something, really uh, many. So Prabhupada sang. I don't think he sang all the 40 but I remember quite lengthy. And then he explained them. <laughs> he said, this gives a perfect picture of the spiritual world. In his mind, he wanted to show people that there is something beyond this material world, an ideal world, a world of Krishna. Please, uh, you can go there by this process of Krishna consciousness. Mm. Then came another day and there was another public lecture and there Prabhupada said something 
that totally shocked me. I was not prepared. And up till this day, I have not been able to forget. I must uh, admit that we had a very intense schedule. We got up very early, then we listened to Prabhupada's morning class in the temple, and then we went out. I mean, then we took morning breakfast, Prashant, then we went all day out singing Kirtan in the streets of Stockholm, and then we uh, at one time rushed to the hall to set up the microphone system and the bookstall and uh, the whole uh, festival arrangement. So I was a little tired. I was uh, in the back a little. And I was also a little bit, um, and uh, let me say, anticipating uh, a trouble from a certain section of the audience. They were drunkards who were all lying more or less in the back of the hall. They had come to eat prasada. <laughs> that was clear. They were just lying there. And uh, an uncontrollable group of the audience where you, where you could expect anything. So I was tired and from time to time looking if everything was still all right with our unusual guests. And then all of a sudden, I heard Prabhupada saying something. And I want to read this to you in his very own words uh, so that you uh, know uh, something about Prabhupada's glories. I I, I have this lecture, it's on Bhagavad Gita 7.1, um, but uh, here he, I'm reading to you from a lecture from the Uppsala University, Stockholm. I don't know if they have made a mistake. Uh, uh, I remember him saying this in uh, Stockholm. There is also no Uppsala University in Stockholm. Stockholm is one city and Uppsala is another city. So this was a public lecture. Mm, uh, and I will read to you from uh, it. It's about how to increase one's attachment to Krishna. Mm, uh, you have to take shelter or no, he says, to increase attachment for Krishna is the first class yoga system. That's the whole idea. You need to increase your attachment to Krishna. And then uh, uh, he gives us tips how we can do this. Mm -hmm. uh, and then came the sentence which totally that uh, shocked me. Even if you are drunkard, Prabhupada must have looked in the back of the hall where there are many drunkards leaning on the wall. Even if you are a drunkard, you're fond of tasting wine. 
I should recommend that you simply think that this taste of wine is Krishna. That will make a yogi of you. That will make you the greatest yogi. If you simply think this, that I'm tasting wine. Oh, very nice taste. This is Krishna. Is there any loss if you think like that? This is Krishna consciousness. Raso ham apsukonteya prabhash smi shashi soyayoho. Can you, can you understand? Prabhupada sees here is an unusual group of people and he has only one thing in mind, one purpose. He wants to also bring them in contact with Krishna. He wants to also make them Krishna consciousness. Krishna conscious. So, uh, what does he say? He gives them a practical way to meditate on Krishna. Now, this doesn't mean that Yashomati Priya should also now adopt this meditation or that part should go to the grocery shop, get a bottle of French wine and taste it or the, or the Rushab should become a wine drinker or Pratik or Kapil. No, it means from any stage where you are, you can somehow think of Krishna. And by thinking of Krishna, your attachment to Krishna will naturally grow. Uh, Prabhupada said this principle, he said, how do you become a devotee? You have to associate with devotees. And by just being with devotees, talking with devotees, being in their atmosphere, you will learn about Krishna and your attachment to Krishna will grow. And then he gave an example. If you want to become a drunkard, you go and associate with drunkards. And then you also, after some time, feel, I should drink now something. Uh, so this is the whole idea. This is the whole um, uh, power of Krishna consciousness, that somehow or other you think of Krishna. Just see Prabhupada's mercy to make Krishna consciousness even available to people who were drunkards. When he said it, I just said, wow, my spiritual master is really merciful. <laughs> he uh, does not exclude anyone. He gives everyone a chance. Uh, like Lord Nityananda, who preached to the Jagai and Madais uh, of Navadvip and made them also devotees. Uh, Can you imagine how, as a, you know, when I was in this situation, when I thought about the drunkards who were lying, leaning, they were lying on the floor and leaning against the wall, <laughs> um, that when I all of a sudden heard this, 
Let me read this again. Mm -hmm. e, uh, where was it? Mm -hmm. e, even if you are a drunkard, you are fond of tasting wine, I should recommend that you simply think that this taste of wine is Krishna. This will make you into a great yogi. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Our subject is Srila Prabhupada on the front line, his service mode. I would like to, after having told you some incidences in Stockholm, tell you how Prabhupada uh, dealt with my own father, my physical father. You must know that when I became a devotee of Krishna, my father was first concerned, then he was worried, and in the end he was opposed to me choosing this path. He had planned another future for his son. Now when my second, no, when my older brother also joined the movement for Krishna Consciousness, my father for some short time could not control his grief in the heart and he became antagonistic. I told him, why don't you do the same thing which I did when I, came, when I became uh, interested a little bit in Krishna consciousness? I mm, did not know, should I engage further in this? Um, I was a little bit like a newcomer who checks Krishna consciousness out to see whether it is good. So I told him, I also checked it out and I decided to go to Srila Prabhupada. He uh, was in London or he was to come to London and uh, see Srila Prabhupada and then decide whether I would uh, be convinced by the founder of the movement and um, whether this would be a path I would take. And, um, in Prabhupada's uh, close vicinity, ice melted or the, 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 the coldness of the heart, the coldness for Krishna just went away. You became infected in Krishna consciousness. You became totally, uh, something changed in your heart. The, coverings of the ego and of the Maya went. So I said to my father, why don't you do the same thing? You meet Prabhupada and then you, you build your opinion. Then it's an educated opinion. And he did so. He came with my mother uh, to our temple uh, near Frankfurt and he I don't remember if he visited Prabhupada's lecture 
in that uh, temple. But when we had a public program, he was there for sure. He sat in the second row and he listened to Prabhupada's lecture. And then when Prabhupada was ended and asked any, if there were any questions, he rose up. A tall German man who was once a warlord in Hitler's army. And he said, I do not agree with you. Uh, he said, this is a foreign culture. It comes from India. And you are trying to take this Indian culture and bring it into uh, uh, Germany. This will fail. Then he gave an example. If I take a crocodile, if we take a crocodile from the river Nile, you know, is that in English? Nile, you know, in Egypt. If you take a crocodile from the, from the river Nile and you, we put it into the German river Rhine, the crocodile will die. In the same way, if we take a foreign culture from India and transplant it into a Western environment, it will not work. The challenge was up. The whole hall froze and wanted to hear Prabhupada's response to this. I believe half of the hall agreed with my father. <laughs> So Prabhupada was just getting ready. You must know that Prabhupada was extremely tolerant about his own life, his own person. But oh, when Krishna or Krishna consciousness was attacked, he became like a lion. So he was ready to now engage in debate. Prabhupada was not interested not afraid of debate at all. He, I think in some way he enjoyed a good argument. When one of his servants just bowed down to him and said, Sachinandan and Vaidyanath, that's my older brother's father. So Prabhupada understood, okay, this is the father of two devotees. And he somehow at least that's how I remember it. He tuned himself a little bit down after all. It's the father of uh, the devotees. And then he said, Krishna consciousness is not a matter of West or East. Just like the sun. It is not an Indian sun, nor is it a Western sun. And then Prabhupada said directly into the face of my father, you can become Krishna consciousness. You know, Krishna, once again, 
you can become Krishna conscious in suit and tie. In other words, no need to change uh, into an Indian dress, into an Indian culturally informed external. Do you understand? <laughs> and then Prabhupada said, now sit down. <laughs> and my father, he could understand. He is an intelligent person and he could understand he was defeated. He had met his superior. <laughs> so he sat down. He sat down which is something which my father never did to, to uh, you know, he was, it's not like that. So uh, this, my dear Pandavasena, is Prabhupada on the front line. He is ready to face the obstacle, the, op the opposite argument is ready. And uh, he is uh, also skillful enough to face it. Uh, you know, this is what a good answer. The sun is not an eastern sun, nor is it a western sun. <laughs> it's the same sun everywhere. So Krishna consciousness, also not east and west. You can become Krishna conscious in your suit and tie, in your, the, the, the way you are used to dress in your culture. So. And because Prabhupada was just so absolutely real, his argument carried much more than just witty words or in, intelligent, uh, convincing points. No, it carried a lifetime, a lifetime of personal integrity. It carried more than that, it carried a tradition, uh, a parampara uh, from his spiritual master. He had received Krishna consciousness. I mean, it's, it's difficult to say. <laughs> he was Krishna conscious as a child also. We, we hear how as a young boy, he went to Radha Govinda, the deities in his neighborhood and then when he was a little bit older, maybe five years, he organized a Ratha Yatra festival in the neighborhood. All this happened before he met Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada. So he's an extraordinary soul. But yes, he carried also the Parampara, the Sampradaya. But more so, I think he carried Prabhupada, uh, sorry, he carried Krishna's protection. And that's why he was able to face all opposite, opposing elements and uh, establish Krishna consciousness, even in the light of obstacles. Mm. Purity is the force, we always say. Uh, so you cannot just mm, present Krishna consciousness when you are just clever in arguments, you have to have some backing, some support. He has to be behind you. <laughs> this is our deity, uh, not, not our, uh, let me say, 
Our deities are on the altar, but this is Gopal Raj, the king, Gopal the king. And you can see, he looks at you from the corners of the eyes. <laughs> when he is supporting you, then there are no problems at all. You need to do your part, but you need, if you are connected with him, that is really very, very good. Yeah. I will ask uh, Krishna because I wanted to actually read some, something to you from which, from where you can understand even more of Prabhupada's mood. But uh, because we had such difficulties to connect with the internet, uh, we could not do this. There is uh, on the books which stand high up, there is one which has the Jaladuta as the front co cover, uh, the journey to something journey uh, and so on. It's a blue book with photos and with Prabhupada's earlier poems. Mm. Yesterday we had the subject that uh, daily tips from Srila Prabhupada or tips for daily life uh, and we looked at uh, some of Prabhupada's um, let us say, uh, teachings and his example. And here I have a book uh, where uh, the poem which Prabhupada wrote whilst on board um, to the Jaladuta. Uh, um, uh, um, well, how he is reflecting there on board of the ship and what he, what he thinks, uh, what is in his heart. And I believe it's good to hear Prabhupada in his own mm, words, so to say, uh, so that we, can, uh, that we can learn this. I have to just ask your indulgence Mm, it's uh, yeah, on page fifty-five. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, mm. yeah. He writes in his diary as he has just arrived at the most challenging front line, America. Today is the 37th day of our journey. At 4 p.m. we left Boston Port for New York. In the morning, I had telephonic talks with Gopal Agarwal and Butler, and he said, that there will be someone to receive me in New York. But I do not know if he's coming to receive me. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, so Prabhupada is really in, in a new land, in a total, in total, uh, in a total 
new place and he is not really knowing what what will come up to him uh, what will come up in his life he's he's really <laughs> uh, in in the uh, how do you say the zone of not knowing and in this mood he wrote two prayers mm. uh, and one of this pray these prayers is very much known the other is not so known he says if you although my guru maharaj ordered me to accomplish this mission i'm not worthy or fit to do it i'm very fallen and insignificant therefore o oh lord now i'm begging for your mercy so that i may become worthy for you are the wisest and most experienced of all if you bestow your power uh, by serving the spiritual master one attains the absolute truth one's life becomes successful if that service is obtained then one becomes happy and gets your association due to good fortune no you can see uh shila prabhupad is totally dependent here and he expresses his absolute dependency on krishna and i think when we want to also do something which is beyond our capacity like with pandava senas we wish to really bring the message of krishna consciousness to so many people we also might find a little uh, helpless we might see i'm shy i'm not so intelligent i don't understand the scripture so well um, but i will try any uh, ways and this other prayer prabhupad says how will i make them understand this message of krishna consciousness i am so very unfortunate i'm so unqualified and i'm the most fallen therefore i'm seeking your krishna's benediction to convince them well i'm powerless to do so on my own somehow other Lord, you have brought me here to America to speak about you. Now, my Lord, it is up to you to make me a success or failure, as you like. <laughs> This is our glorious spiritual master. I will show you my favorite picture of Shila Prabhupada. Uh, because in this picture all of this is addressed uh, i have this picture since a long long time and it the frame is already becoming old here it is can you see it please not if you can see it good you can see prabhupad here looking upwards uh, he seems to look towards krishna and in some ways krishna seems to look at him you see also his forehead 
it seems that there is some light emanating from the forehead. Can you also see? Please not, uh, if you can. So this is our uh, founder. He is a great devotee of Krishna. He is, uh, oh, look in the combination. Gopharaj is looking very nicely <laughs> at, at Prabhupada. It would be a little bit like this, you know. <laughs> uh, so you can see that is his mood, fully dependent on Krishna, um, fully dependent on his Vrta master. Before Prabhupada went in the to do Mission Impossible, that is to convince the fallen people of the West of Krishna consciousness, he went many, many times to the house or the temple of Advaita Acharya in Shantipur. One moment. <coughs> oh, sorry. This way. In this house, they used to meet regularly. Uh, they means the two, Lord Chaitanya, Lord Nityananda and Advaita Acharya. And they would plan the spread of uh, the holy names and the Sankatan mission there. That's like this planning uh, place. And uh, uh, Prabhupada had received the order to spread Krishna consciousness in English already when he was a Grihasta. So he used to regularly come from Calcutta pay us obeisances to the deities. I believe the deities are called Sri Sri Radha Madan Gopal, but I would not be 100% sure. And then he would sit in the back behind the temple where not so much public, uh, public people came and he would chant from morning till evening. He would come regularly from Calcutta, take darshan, sit in the back and chant. Then the Pujari reports he didn't see Prabhupada. He only saw him years later, but this time dressed as a sannyasi. He knew it's the same person because the same uh, habit was there. He went to the deity and then sat in the back of the temple and chanted from morning till evening. Many, many rounds. So the Pujari came and he, when he saw Prabhupada as a sannyasi and so I'm crying and he said, you are the same person who came as a Grihasta many years ago? And Prabhupada said, yes. And you are, you're very moved. I can see. Yes. Why? And Prabhupada, was a little back 
backwards, I mean, moved a little backwards. And he said, because my Guru Maharaj has given me an impossible order and I have to do it. I have to go to the West to preach. And then he cried. Only years, years, years later, Sheila, uh, this Pujari got a magazine in Bengali language. And I do not know what it's called in Bengali, um, the Back to Godhead. And when he opened the front page, he saw, uh, you know, the left side, that is the picture of Srila Prabhupada. And he understood, wow, the same person who came as a Grihastha and prayed at this place to be empowered. That same person came as a sannyasi and prayed and cried at this place where mm, the Sangatan movement was planned by Mahaprabhu and Nityananda. Uh, what a wonderful personality. And uh, now you can understand from this with Prabhupada, and I always like to see Prabhupada like uh, this, came Bhaktisiddhanta and also Krishna. Prabhupada was not alone. Prabhupada is much more than a single person. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. He would definitely derive great, great pleasure to see Pandavasena growing so nicely. Uh, having, seeing us on the online mm, conference, Zoom conference, talking about his example, seeing, trying to understand the principles so that we can apply them in our own lives. Uh, I want to really say that I have personally observed a few times how Prabhupada became so happy when he saw the spread of the Krishna consciousness movement. Um, it was when he was bedridden towards the end of his life, he uh, had heard the results of the uh, devotees distributing his books, Sankirtan results, the book distribution, the numbers, so and so many books were distributed on this day. And Srila Prabhupada's mm, reaction was very, very, very uh, wonderful. Uh, he uh, said, uh, uh, by every book that is distributed, I'm getting new life. <laughs> when he visited us in Germany, mm, mm, we had, a, I believe, maybe 15 Sankatan vans, and we all brought the, the Sankatan vans to the airport to greet him. And when he was leaving the airport, uh, 
we all drove with uh, light in the front lights <laughs> behind him. And when we went on a curve, Prabhupada could see, wow, our Sankirtan army, <laughs> Sankirtan vans are, are coming. Prabhupada looked back always and he smiled. And uh, then when he arrived, uh, he said, I so much like to hear this. Yeah, ha. Huh. And then on one of the Sankatan vans, we had a loudspeaker. So when we drove through a town or, or, or village, there was a kirtan blaring from the loudspeaker. And then Prabhupada said, mm, I so much appreciate when there is the sound of the Madanga in a German village. <laughs> he, he, was, uh, he had this mission to spread Krishna consciousness to everyone. And I think he would be very happy to see uh, our Indradumna Maharaj making big, big festivals. Uh, yeah, there is uh, many, many devotees chanting and dancing and people hearing the sound of the holy name. I think he is very happy to see our Ganesyam Priya talking very uh, things which the wider public can understand, you know, putting some, some Krishna there as much as possible. I think he would be really happy to see the Avanti schools, you know, exposing so many uh, children and with them the, so much public to the uh, uh, to Krishna consciousness. And he would be so happy to see all of you in the Pandavasena because he came uh, as a mission. But please, today, let us understand what he considered his secret, his connection with his spiritual master. Mm. He said, I have no credit. My only credit is I followed Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. And let us also remember his prayers. Some of them you have heard today, uh, which uh, make sure that he always considered himself to be uh, uh, dependent on Krishna's mercy. Let us remember his amazing preaching uh, uh, skills, for instance, convincing a person who was antagonistic to him, my father, uh, uh, who is now very uh, sympathetic to Krishna consciousness. Mm. Uh, after that meeting, he really changed his opinion. Uh, let us uh, remember his great compassion when he said to the drunkards in Sweden, please, uh, when you think uh, you like wine, so just, I recommend, I suggest, you think Krishna had the taste of the wine, so then you can also increase your attachment to Krishna. And let us remember how when he was attacked, uh, in Uppsala at the university after he had 
given a speech which went so much against the communistic idea um, that everyone should be equal. How uh, when when he was yeah then how he said I consider myself a servant even of a, the low class uh, person. These were not some clever words, but when we look at his life, as we have done now a little bit, I mean little bit, little, this is little means this little, um, um, then we know, uh, yes, there was a lifetime of devotion behind his service mode. Hare Krishna. So I have come to the end of my presentation. Uh, I can guarantee you, I could just now sit and remember many, many things. Yes, how he wrote us a letter to Afghanistan. Uh, uh, when we were preaching in Afghanistan, how he, he was so satisfied then. Uh, I could tell you many things, uh, how we saw him in India, what he told us and so on. But for now, I want to see if there are some questions and maybe in the questions, when you ask your questions, I can uh, bring out some more subjects of interest. Good, please. Uh, I want to hear now your question. I think our Prat uh, on a part uh, yeah. will uh, give us the questions. Yes, so thank you for listening. Hare Krishna. <laughs> Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you so much for your amazing talk um, and really intimate pastimes. Now we're just, before we go into the questions, I just want to say please stay for the special announcement after. Um, and yeah, so let me just quickly go to the questions. First question is from Devi Kumari Mataji. Oh, Devi Kumari, I spoke with Devi Kumari on the phone today and with Radhika Rindan, <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much for that session. Um, my question is related to prayer. So you mentioned how Prabhupada would often pray to Krishna and one of his prayers was make this success or failure as you like. And in terms of my spiritual life, I don't think I could ever genuinely pray to Krishna to make me a failure if that's what pleases him. Um, so my question is, how can we ensure that our prayers are sincere? Um, and also how do we know if Krishna's heard our prayers? Are there any signs? Wonderful question, Devi Kumari. Nice to see you. <laughs> uh, yes, I would like to answer the question, how can we make sure our prayers are sincere and how do we know that Krishna heard them? There is one part in Srila Prabhupada's book I think it's the fourth canto. Maybe we can request Kapil to just go into the Veda base. Uh, where Prabhupada says one should be very frank and open. I remember these two words, frank and open, mm, uh, uh, and address Krishna. In other words, mm, even if you are not the ideal devotee like Queen Kunti, for instance, and cannot pray uh, sincerely like Queen Kunti has prayed, mm. then you should pray like 
you can pray, frank and open. Um, uh, Lord Chaitanya is known as Patita Pavana, not Kap. What is the word? Kapita Pavana. Kap means um, Kapata Pavana. Kapata. The Krishna is known, and Lord Chaitanya is known as the savior of the fallen, not the fail, not the savior of the pretenders. Sometimes we, I mean, there is definitely, uh, let me see, I think Kapila has found it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, please go, uh, Krishna, write this down. I needed to have that any, anyways. Mm -hmm. Kapila put it on again, it has disappeared again. Mm. Uh, uh, no, I don't see it. Uh, Marriage is Canto 4, chapter 21, verse 33. 21, 421, 30. 33, good, 421, 33. You can all look this up, uh, this quotation. Uh, there, I will ask uh, Krishna to just find it for me on his mobile telephone. He says, when frank and open, we don't need to try to be someone that we are not. Obviously, there is a lot to be said about repeating the prayers of mm, the great devotees like Queen Kunti uh, and also mm, uh, you know, Bhishma. Mm, he has some beautiful prayers. And so many other Bhagavatam prayers are there. But there's also... Mm, 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 yeah, uh, uh, this this thing which I always understand understood. Mm, the only qualification is whether one is a Brahmana, Chatya, Vaisha, Sutra, he must be open, frank, and free from reservations. Then by performing his particular occupation and duty under the guidance of a proper spirit master, he can achieve the highest success in life. So one of the duties is uh, that we need to do these devotional services. One of them is Vandanam or prayer. Mm. That is something which I really feel is, is important. Mm, to not pretend. There's a beautiful little story in India. There was once a man who had a boil on his uh, bottom, on his sacred bottom. And uh, he uh, was uh, experiencing a, a lot of pain, but because it's a little embarrassing to say I have a boil at this place, you know. He was just sitting like this with his head uh, like, like this. And someone said, why do you sit with your head like this? And he said, yeah, because I want to catch the shade with my head. He was obviously leaning <laughs> to, to, to relieve uh, the pressure on his uh, what is, what is a good word on, on a sacred bottom, you know, what? Be, 
they could be hide. You know, he wanted to relieve uh, the pressure on his behind, but uh, he uh, was pretending. <laughs> he said, I want to put some sh my head in the shade. So this is not what is impressive to Krishna. You can come to Krishna and say, I'm suffering, uh, please help me. That should not be the major part of your addressing Krishna, but you can say like this, you can tell him your anxieties, you can relieve your heart, so on. Amongst, uh, uh, but then also pray the prayers of the great souls and pray them in the mood that I hope one day these are my own words which come from my mouth. But Devi Kumari, look at it. If we are not clean, if we are not coming from a real place, how will we ever change? I always give the example. If I see that my dhoti is, mm, uh, there's dirt on my dhoti, and I put Gokrishna's dhoti in the washing machine, then his dhoti will be purified <coughs> or, or cleansed, but my dhoti will remain dirty. So if I, if I don't, if I do not give myself with my heart to the process of devotion, but I try to adopt the ways of someone else, how can I be purified? How do you know that Krishna has heard your prayer? Is your sec the second part. Mm. Uh, there is one principle. If Krishna wants to show someone his mercy, he will send him devotees, or he will send her devotees. When Krishna has heard your situation, uh, when Krishna has seen you, he will bring you in contact with devotees, and often through these devotees, the, just the right answer comes, which you need at this stage in your life. I have seen that very often. And in the Bhagavatam, it is visible. You remember in the, when after Prito Maharaj had addressed all the citizens and uh, advised them to serve Krishna, then uh, a little later, the four Kumaras came and instructed him personally. Um, and at the end, he was able to have the darshan of Krishna. So Krishna first will usually uh, send his devotees in our lives. And it may not be everyone and every interaction, but the major ones where we understand something and move forward. That is, that's it. Thank you for your wonderful question. Uh, and uh, I, we will turn to part now. Uh, please tell us the next question. Hi, Krishna. Thank you. Thank you for answering. The next question is from Pratik Prabhu. If you would like to unmute and turn your camera on as well and ask. Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Maharaj, my question was, how do we gain the flexibility that Prabhupada had? Prabhupada... Uh, used to preach according to the audience he could say things to inspire people 
but we being in krishna conscious become little fanatic about principles or values and uh, cannot accept cannot become flexible in our approach so how do we be flexible and uh, how do we gain that uh, gain that flexibility in our preaching and uh, be, become more compassionate good question thank you very much how can we gain more flexibility in our preaching and more uh, compassion uh, you know these things do come with experience uh, it is a, a practice practice and again practice which will bring us to this uh, uh, level i uh would also say another thing when you are fanatical you usually do not know the philosophy so well you only know one thing and one aspect and you forget all the other aspects i remember a very nice uh, you know i took part in sutapa prabhu's lectures which i liked very much the lectures on the bhagavatam and he said sometimes we are smashing people we are smashing them uh, we are preaching at them uh, but uh, he said consider a surgeon before he cuts someone many other things were done before like recommendations recommendations of of a proper diet recommendations of a um, proper lifestyle and only after when nothing worked then he takes his knife and cuts and then even after he has done the cutting he will uh, again see the a uh, patient have an interview is everything all right and finally he will give uh, ways and means so that the patient can rehabilitate or recuperate so uh, when you say something cutting you should do it only <clears throat> after you have done other things mm, to build up the person mm and uh, uh taken care of him in many other uh, ways uh, and then afterwards you should also take care and uh, be kind to him and uh, so on so uh, this flexibility where you have a variety of answers a variety of treatments that comes by learning also compassion comes by learning while being on the ground my suggestion to you is pratap huh? pratap your name is pratak the driving pratap no pratik pratik the driving pratik uh, <laughs> uh, my suggestion is uh, remember in the back of your head that you should come from a place of uh, Mm, uh, compassion and then preach and preach and try again and learn also from your mistakes and you can see oh, this did not go so well i have to do it 
uh, I have to do it better next time. It, I must tell you, uh, Pratik, at the beginning of my spiritual life, when I did preaching, I was also not knowing anything. I remember I was uh, preaching in the Oxford Street. My German accent was extremely strong at that time. Now it's only 20%. It used to be 100% uh, when I was. Uh, and, and there were sometimes 200 people around me. They appreciated uh, uh, my enthusiasm and I think my German accent also. <laughs> and, and, but I would be very controversial. I would preach on vegetarianism, you meat eaters, you are uh, the killers of the soul and so on. I would really be fanatical. It was so bad um, uh, pratique <laughs> that sometimes the bobbies, you know, the, with the, with the very attractive head, uh, you know, they, they came and they said, sir, you're causing a disturbance. We have to remove you from the street here because so many uh, people came. I was very young, I was foolish, I was angry and it did not work very well. But now I have learned from my mistakes and I'm trying to be more flexible, more relevant, but it comes through practice. Never run away from practice, Pratik. Even though you are not perfect now, it will come. Thank you. Who is uh, next? Thank you so much. Thank you for answering. Um, next is Manju Mataji, if you want to ask. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Yes, Hare Krishna, I'm hearing you. Please say. Hare Krishna Maharaj, Dandavat Param. It's so nice to see you. Um, Maharaj, my question is, uh, what is about Srila Prabhupada that inspired you the most? He was so real. Krishna consciousness was so absolutely embedded in his heart. And it would show in so many situations. I would like to tell you one thing, which I personally, where I was personally present. Um, uh, we were on, his, on a morning walk in Amsterdam and Srila Prabhupada stopped before a tree with all of his disciples in the back and uh, he put his cane into the ground and he looked up and we also looked up and what did we see we saw a little uh, nest and on the edge of the nest there was a little bird coming out like this uh, uh, and it went further on the edge of the uh, uh, nest and then spread his wings and Prabhupada stood there and um, encouraged the bird to fly. I think it was the bird's first flying attempt. <laughs> Somehow he he said something haribol or, or something encouraging <laughs> and we saw that little bird 
flying down. It was more or less tumbling down. It was really not expert in flying. And when it landed, Prabhupada was smiling and looking at us. And uh, he was celebrating the success of the bird, it seemed. And then he became serious. And he asked, how does a bird know to fly? How does a bird know to fly? Uh, some of us, or, or one of us, offered the instinct, Prabhupada, the instinct. Prabhupada was not satisfied. He said, instinct is only a word. How does he have the knowledge to fly? And then he said, Paramatma, Krishna is in the heart and, and is inspiring the bird how to fly. Now, this was, an, so to say, an ordinary event. He could not, maybe, you know, he, uh, he could have just moved on. But he saw things from a Krishna conscious perspective. He saw there's a bird uh, being endowed, whether he should make his first attempt at flying or whether he should stay in the safe nest. And he stopped here. And he uh, saw this through eyes of Krishna consciousness. Krishna consciousness was always there, even in the smallest thing which we would have overlooked by our own 